There are so many things you could talk about in our readings today. Obviously, there's a wedding theme. Obviously, there's an epiphany theme, the Jesus manifestation to the, to the world in his first miracle. But I'd like to reflect for a few moments on his last words of the Bible attributed to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Do whatever he tells you. Mary doesn't speak often in the scriptures, but every time she does speak, her words overflow with wisdom, and this is no exception. Mary was the very first Christian. Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit. She dedicated her entire life to serving Jesus and contributing to his mission. When we were baptized, we too received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we were confirmed, we formally declared our intention to spend our lives serving Jesus and contributing to his mission. But it's not always easy to carry out that noble and wise intention. Life is full of challenges, surprises, and temptations, and it's easy to get distracted. With her last words in the Bible, Mary gives us three keys to stay on task in our efforts to follow Christ and discover the happiness that only He can give. The first key is an attitude of creative service. Mary was not in charge at this wedding in Canaan. In fact, in the ancient world, it was the bride's father who was in charge. Weddings were joyous occasions, and the celebration could last up to seven days of festivities. And Jesus and his apostles would have joined right in. It's probably no wonder that they ran out of wine. But did you notice that the head waiter, the one who was responsible for providing food and drink throughout the festivities, was not the one who noticed the wine running short? Instead... It was Mary. And even though she was a guest and not the hostess, she kept her attention focused on the needs of others. She didn't become so self-absorbed in having a good time that she forgot about those around her. Instead, she recognized the potential disaster. And then she took the initiative to do something about it, to help avert that great embarrassment and disappointment that running out of wine would have caused the bride's family. That was Mary's habitual approach to life. She always fostered an attitude of creative service. She kept her eyes open for opportunities to serve others. And she took the initiative to seize those opportunities. This is how she reflected in her own day-to-day life the generous and goodness of God, who was always thinking of us and providing for us and watching over us. An attitude of creative service is the first key to being a true follower of Jesus. St. Vincent Pilate said it well. Remember that the Christian life is one of action, not a speech and daydreams. In heaven we shall rest. The second key is an unbounded confidence in Jesus. Mary noticed a problem and she wanted to do something about it. But what exactly could she do? She was not a rich woman. There was no Kroger in Canaan where she could go out and buy some inexpensive wine. And even though she didn't have the resources to solve the problem, she knew exactly who did have the resources, her son. And so she goes to Jesus, catches his eye, and simply puts the need before him. They have no wine. What a beautiful prayer. She doesn't give Jesus a specific to-do list as if she were trying to micromanage God, but she isn't afraid to be specific and concrete about the need itself. She knows her son very well. She knows that his heart is full of goodness, mercy, and love. She knows that he is the Messiah, 
the Son of God, omnipotent. And so she approaches him with total confidence and openness, knowing that the unique combination of his infinite love and unlimited omnipotence will be able to solve this problem. And that's how we need to approach Jesus. He is our Savior. He came to earth for our sake, as we recite in our creed each Sunday. He loves us without condition, and his infinite wisdom and power are at the service of that love. Even when Jesus doesn't answer our prayers like we would like, we can be certain that he knows what he is about. In our needs, in our confusion, in our troubles and suffering, we should make Mary's prayer our own. They, we, I have no wine. Confidence in Jesus. Trust in the incomparable combination of his limitless love, power, and wisdom. And that's the second key to spiritual maturity. But Mary doesn't stop with a mere attitude of confidence in Jesus. She puts her confidence into practice. After Jesus gives her that rather ambiguous answer to her prayer, she turns to the waiters and gives them the best piece of advice that any human being has ever given another. Do whatever he tells you. The true test of our confidence in God's goodness and power is our obedience to his will. If we truly believe that God is Father, our Savior, and our King, we will obey his commandments and his teachings. We will do whatever he tells us. Inspired by Mary's confidence, these waiters do exactly that. They can't imagine why Jesus tells them to fill up these huge stone containers with water. Logically speaking, that's not going to solve any problem. And physically speaking, it's probably a lot of work. Only Mary's confidence in Jesus, overflowing into their own hearts and minds, gave them the faith they needed to obey. And as a result, they became part of a miracle. And the same thing happens in our own lives. In the midst of life's difficulties and temptations, obeying God's commandments and the teachings of the church often appears illogical, always countercultural. Everyone else is doing in vitro fertilization. It's perfectly legal. Everyone else is living together. What could possibly be wrong with it? Others believe that love conquers all, and the popular belief then follows that homosexual unions must be biologically normal and morally acceptable. Others believe that a woman has the right to choose to kill her unborn baby, that abortion on demand is okay. Amid such pressure from popular culture, obeying church teaching often seems to be much work. How can we possibly fit daily prayer into our busy lives? How can we possibly afford another child? Sunday Mass, especially on mornings like this morning, is such an inconvenience. Why can't I just pray out to nature? How can we find time to visit the sick and the imprisoned, to feed the hungry, to instruct the ignorant, and to love our neighbors as ourselves? And yet... Whenever we allow Mary's confidence in Jesus to overflow into our own hearts and minds, we too will find enough faith to obey what God and his infinite love and wisdom ask of us. And then we too will become part of a miracle and save the day. The Blessed Virgin Mary, the Queen of Heaven, the Mother of God, is teaching us today how to follow Christ, how to become a mature Christian. By imitating her attitude of creative service, by sharing her confidence in Jesus, and by joining her obedience to God's will, we will travel surely and swiftly along the path of a truly fulfilling, meaningful, and everlasting life.
So as we continue this Mass, let's ask Mary to intercede on our behalf, just as she did for those newlyweds at Cana, so that even when we don't seem to have any wine left in our own hearts, God's grace will still flow freely in us and through us. And so we all pray, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us.